But it's uh, the Name Change Podcast is the name of it. Um, you know, uh, I like to let my guests introduce themselves. Just a quick rundown of of what you'd want people to know and why they'd listen to you. But um, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my name is Tal Zahavi. I uh, like to think I'm early-ish to crypto. Okay. Uh, I think I bought my first Bitcoin in 2015. It was okay. around 200 bucks. Yep. Um, Ethereum at the time was like eight bucks. Yeah. Um, and so I've stayed with the space since then. Um, I've been through 2018, that whole bubble. Uh, and then this past bubble, 2021. And I um, I traded on FTX throughout the entire bull run. So yeah. I'm pretty familiar with that and everything that happened there. Yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting point and i and i say this slowly because i i'm like everyone else like i don't i don't know a lot about crypto i've even traded a little bit of it but i don't i don't know enough to be dangerous i don't, I don't probably don't even enough to to even to even be the one to talk about it um but you know what kind of sparked this conversation was you know a recent collapse in ftx um you know our conversations well I'm, i want to go into a little history between us and you before we go into that but i think um one of the big things to, that brought me to this was that no one knows anything about crypto. Exactly what I said. No one knows. Like, there's people that talk about it that don't know what they're talking about. You know <laughs> what I mean? People, and obviously, people who trade it who don't really know what they're doing. So, for us, that's one thing I asked you when we set this up was like, give us the dummy, like, if you're sitting at coffee and someone was like, oh, what do you do? And then they said, oh, what's crypto? What, what would that answer be for you? Um, so crypto, I think, is really promising in the sense that it has given you this piece of technology that um, lets you move away from centralized organizations. Right. Um, and so you're able to, I'm able to send you money without having to go through a bank or a credit card or something. And so what's funny is that that's the big thing, right? Like, that's the reason why it's big. But that's the part I don't think anyone understands. Like, why don't we want it to be like, what's the, what's wrong with money just being in a centralized bank? There's uh there's like distrust with public governments and stuff, but really it's a two, two sided coin. Cause um, yeah, you know, being completely decentralized would be awesome. Yeah. But you know, maybe 2% of the people have the skills and the security to be responsible for their own money in a way where right. you know if you if you get scammed right now you can call american express right and they'll refund you exactly that's awesome yeah um if you're completely decentralized your money's gone no one can trace it right um, being completely centralized though isn't uh the best thing in the world it's a big reason why ftx fell yeah uh, and why people lost a ton of money it's because they put all their faith and trust into the centralized exchange ftx and all of their subsidiary companies and yeah. stuff and then uh once they blow up you know you really don't have anything protecting you because they were supposed to be your protector yeah yeah and like i said we'll definitely get into that more but my thing is and maybe a better question would be to you and you don't have to answer this is like what side are you on like you obviously trade this but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's what you believe is best what do you think is best for just a, a, a large general population um I don't think decentralized is the best thing for the population. Right. You know, I'm pretty, I do trade this stuff because uh, it trades very well and right. it moves a ton and there's a lot of money to be made. Um, but, you know, 
I don't keep my money. I don't keep my full net worth into yeah. this stuff. <laughs> I don't, I don't leave my full net worth into this stuff. Um, you do need the protection. Yeah. If I don't feel like I'm safe enough to protect my own money, yeah. very rarely are people good enough to protect theirs. And crypto also has to show me something at this right. point. You know, it. this was the, you know, for all of the OGs or whatever, the guys who have been in the space forever, we always were, were saying, okay, the institutions, once they get here, they'll get here eventually. Sure. And, that, and by that, you mean regulate? Uh, no, but, you know, companies like Visa, people okay. like kind of starting to adopt this technology okay. and adopt these uh, um, like tokens sure. like Ethereum and whatnot. And they did like 2020, 2021, 22. Right. They, the institutions were there. Yeah. And there's nothing to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it just feels like such a, a facade at this point where, you know, it, it has to show me something before I really buy into it again from, <laughs> from a philosophy. And like, the people that are just listening to this can't see my face, but I think the same confusion that I'm having right now, and me as someone who's like tried to understand it, is the same confusion a lot of people have to have that it's like, you say that and it's still like, why? What is it? Why? What, like, you know, what, if you're telling me that decentralization isn't that important then why go to it at all if you're telling me that they thought institutions would come into it and they have and then it's still you know you don't have much to show for it why would they want to get involved and it, right now feels like a bad time to ask that question right yeah. because something well, bad just seems, happened it seems but, so um the, the concept of what crypto is yeah. and its implications are so paradigm shifting and it's like a complete disconnect from your current reality sure. that it's very difficult for us to understand it. Right. Even myself, you know, it's like, imagine 1990, the internet just came out yeah. and you're telling someone and someone's asking, what's the point of internet? Like, right. Oh, email. Like I could fax someone. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No, and it's so good, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so it's tough to think of like the internet from 1990, where basically it was just file transfers and right. email to now 30 years later it's ai cloud hosting sure. and podcasts Dude, and snapchat that's the and everything best analogy and i love to use analogies but that's the best analogy i've heard that's great because i mean like i said to me it's like just help me understand why but that's i mean it's almost like a blind trust that that this is a technology that's growing and will be better and, and it, it takes a while to develop all of those things you know yeah. the Technology is like a very exponential curve. Sure. You know, you'll you'll just keep going faster and faster. Like right. we went from having, uh, like think of where iPhones were ten years ago. Right. It was like basically just a cell phone with a touch screen. To now, it's stronger than a computer was For sure. five years ago. You know, right. and so you really get all of the big advancements in the later stages of its adoption curve. Right. And so it's tough for me to like sit here and try to preach something because it, it's I might as well be seeing the future right which is really tough for me to do right um and but that that is like the bull case sort of yeah like no, no i, th I, I think that can kind of I, I feel good with that answer right is that it's 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 on it's something that's on its way up and not fully defined yet is, is yeah. how i took your answer right and to me that feels makes me a little more comfortable right like i felt like anytime i've looked into it or put money into it 
to your point, I felt like that's what I was doing, right? I was investing in the future. I'm not investing in something that's going to do something for me right this second, even though you've seen some people get rich off of it quick. But but for the most part, like if you're investing in it, you're you're investing in, oh, this thing is going to blow up. Because everyone who's rich now off of it didn't get rich yesterday. They got, you know, they invested in it however long ago. They were pretty early on to it. And they, and they just caught the right part of like the parabolic bull run sort of. And the the other thing is, a lot of the projects that you see nowadays, chances are they're not going to survive. Sure. You know, 90% of them are going to blow up right. or go to zero or something. Um, same thing, like go back to the internet in 1990. Yeah. Like Amazon didn't exist really, you know, yeah. like Apple software, like yeah. Microsoft, all of these yeah. things. And AOL, they just weren't around. I mean, AOL got huge there for a minute and that kind of went away. And right. So and no, so I, I see just it. Just be prepared. If, if it is going to be like the internet and that's yeah. the analogy we're, we're comparing it to. A lot of these projects you see nowadays in 30 years time are going to look so primitive. Like, right. what were we thinking? Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, then I guess the next thing would be like you, right? So like, well, I feel like I've said like a lot. Um, why did you get into it and then give us, I know, but give everyone else a little bit of background as to like what you do? Because we started talking about this because I was getting into trading um and that was just stocks and in audience here in, in the podcast I, I don't know it could be anyone so can i talk about anything yeah you can say anything um and so uh like cuss all that stuff yeah yeah fine um so for me that's where the interest came and i wanted to hear more from you um but i, I don't even think i got the background on how you got into trading how you got into crypto or why you got into any of it i got into Trading because of crypto, um, but, you know, really serious trading much later on, like in like 2019, 20 right. uh, ish. Um, early crypto, it was me and my buddies. We were sort of like, uh, we grew up on the internet sort of. Right. But we also wanted to see like what else was on the internet. And sure. so there was like the dark web, which was sure. this complete like other side. Of, which like, I know nothing about that either. Like yeah, you hear about stuff that's there, but I'm I'm like, how you get there? Yeah, it's it's tough. You got to jump through like 15 uh, like hoops and stuff. Um, but when you get to that side, all payments are in Bitcoin, right? Or sure. Monero or Ethereum, and because there's no other way, and you don't want to track, right? Is that the reason? Uh, so previously it was that was the only way that you were able to send the money. Right. Uh, nowadays everything is so tracked that really. Um, you should just be assuming that unless it's a privacy coin sure. that you can just see everything and sure. the government's okay. going to don't do bad things with crypto sure. sort of and pretend that you can get away with it because right. you can't. But back then it was the only way to send money to someone. Yeah. Uh, like the reason Ethereum went to $8 from $2 was because it got listed on Alphabay, which was uh, like this new Silk Road. It was like this drug marketplace. Okay. Once it got listed there, Ethereum went up 200% from okay, like 300% from two to eight. Right. Now that was the catalyst. And so a big of the use case for these things back then were just like payments in the, in like the dark web. Space. So to me, first thing I think of is like watching Narcos and watching Pablo Escobar bury a bill, you know, $2 billion because he had nowhere to put cash. So, so are you telling me that this was like a way that, drug dealers and people doing any type of crime could basically have money and not have it in cash basically in, yeah. in some ways yeah. yeah yeah it was it was uh you know like if you wanted to buy 
uh, like drugs or something, you're not just going to wire them money right, from, sure. your, from your bank account. Right. So you're going to send them Bitcoin. Um, and so that was one kind of big part of the Bitcoin yeah. growth. The other was all the people that were uh, really into the technology, like the sure. crypto- cryptography of the math and stuff behind right. Bitcoin and why it's like safe, sure. secure money. And so those two sides kind of helped support Bitcoin through all of its ups and downs right. throughout the years. Um, and I got into it through the darker side of, <laughs> right, right, right. of the of the tree, but uh, stayed with it and it, it trades really well. And kind of once it got up to 20K in like 2018, 2017, sure. whatever, then I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is legit enough where it's going to trade well for sure. the rest of its perpetuity. And so that, that's sort of how I got into it. Right. Nice, nice. And then what do you do now? was the other part of the question so nowadays ever since like 2020 and 21 i got into like more mature developed trading strategies Mm -hmm. um like arbitrage still with crypto still with crypto but also equities and other uh like stock market derivatives like options or futures and stuff um and i I went and worked at a like a market maker here Mm -hmm. in in chicago for a year got Mm -hmm. a bunch of experience and then i branched off and now i work for another place in new york um doing mostly equity some crypto some options but mostly sure. equity the personal trading with is all crypto almost right um it's a lot of like very mature trading strategies not just buy and hold it's sure buy this sell three of that right and look at this and hit it if sure it does something so it's well no good yeah i mean basically you know to dummy that down like you're you're just like a day trader essentially but focusing a little bit more on crypto yeah because crypto is uh Crypto is a really inefficient market. Yeah. And as a trader, um, a lot of your edge is going to be in inefficient markets. Okay. Right, right, right. Sure. Um, and so, you know, there's ways. Well, to... well, define that because I think I know what you mean. But by inefficient, you basically mean it's going to move a lot. Um, it's it's going to move a lot or there's even in some instances, an inefficient market could be something where I can buy it for two here and sell it for four here. Okay. Right, an efficient market, it would probably be three at both places. Right, 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 sure, okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, crypto between all of the DeFi, which is decentralized finance, mm-hmm. all of these like on-chain exchanges and yeah. centralized exchanges. The other cool thing with Bitcoin is, you know, you've got six different exchanges. You know, you could have Binance, used to be FTX, <laughs> yeah. BitMEX, Finex, Coinbase. Um, Crypto.com, would that be one of them? Crypto.com, yeah, yeah. like... Uh, you know, Gemini, Kraken, you've got all of these exchanges. They're all quoting Bitcoin and you could have different prices across all of them. Versus if you look at the stock market, Apple is Apple and it's traded out of New York and it's one price. Um, And so there's a lot of, the the crypto market is really developed in terms of uh, the amount of products that it'll let you trade, but it's still very inefficient where there's a lot of money to be made there. Sure. Well, nice. Well, then that brings us to, you know, like I said, kind of the catalyst for this conversation, which was like this FTX crash, which it's it's personal to me because part of the reason I had, I mean, like I said, I put maybe a thousand dollars into crypto in the past and I, I probably have like two dollars left of that if I, if I had to get it. I think I put it all in um, Shiba because I was just like, oh, yeah, there you go. I don't really care <laughs> if it if if it goes crazy off of news i'll be great if i lose all of it which i'm pretty sure i have um then then you know i just did right and so for me the reason why i didn't go more into it or research more like i told you before was because 
I just didn't trust it. And I, I was afraid that what just happened that you're going to tell us more about is what was going to happen. So, you know, it's FDX and, and I'll, you know, I'll start it there and let you kind of take over from there. And, uh, and you can just kind of tell us quick, because I think if you go too detailed, like we're not, it's going to yeah, go no, right no, anyways. Yeah. Not, not too detailed, but basically we're going to keep trying to use analogies. Sure. What happened to FTX is like Lehman blowing up Yeah. in 2008. This yeah. was, uh, it, was unprecedented ftx you know they bought miami heats arena yeah right, they bought right. the empires for the, the umpires for the mlb okay right they, they were branding everywhere they sure. had steph curry oh that's right. oh, the, oh, Brady, oh okay uh, like larry david yeah they, they were spending close to billions right on all of these uh endorsements and everything right. and so it looked like super safe um they also had a huge congressional presence the Founder and CEO Sam Bankman Fried, we're going to be using Sam or SBF yeah. moving forward. Um, he donated 400 or 40 mil to the Democrats. The other co CEO donated 25 mil to the Republicans. They were on both sides of the sure. aisle, right? Constantly in Washington. They all almost seemed like too big to fail or like sure. too good. They were the golden boys, sure. Um, kind of the key of this whole story actually goes back to um, Sam before he had FTX. He had a hedge fund that he started to trade crypto. It was called okay. Alameda. Okay. And they were also considered the kings of crypto trading. Right. Um, the core of this whole downfall of the FTX downfall was uh, they really blurred the lines between Alameda and FTX. Like using funds from one to go to the other, et cetera. Using your deposits to bail out Alameda when they blew up. Okay. And so that's kind of... Uh, what people speculate happened, you know, I think it's 90% certainty that this is what happened right. that uh, when Luna and Terra ha- blew up. I remember in, that in May. Yeah. Yeah. This was also which, like a huge. Which then it was like in May. Yeah. 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 May would have been about right. I was like, see, I knew that. I knew yeah. these weren't safe. So Luna you know was I mean? also a huge one. People were excited about both of those. Yeah. Because Luna was telling you they would give you 20% yield yeah. if you staked with them. And then they went to zero in like two days. Jeez. They blew up like tens of billions market oh, wow. cap went to zero in like two days. Um, and, a ton- and so, and so, uh, and I know I keep interrupting you, but this is all stuff that like people don't know. So to me, it's like, what does blow up mean in two days? Like I, I, okay. So let's say I got in it when they said whatever, and then they blow up and what happens to my money? It's, it's gone. Yeah, it's right. But to me, like, where did it go? Uh, it's so in, in the Luna case, it's still there. It's just something that used to be worth a hundred dollars is okay. now worth 0.0000000. So I still own what I owned. It's just, it's just worth worth anything. Okay, yeah. It's worthless. Um, and it was so worthless that it was delisted from the exchanges. They're like, we're not even going to. Right, right, right. It, it was worth like millionths of a penny. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and so Luna was also kind of the golden boy of right. crypto at the time. Um, and when they went down, a lot of other funds went down three arrows capital. Um, so a ton of the other kind of big market participants also blew up for billions. Um, when you say blew up, blew, went down out of business bankrupt. Okay, right, right. Yeah. These yeah. hedge funds went completely insolvent. They had no more money. Yeah. Uh, they lost it all. Right. Um, and then you just kind of have this waterfall effect where, you know, let's say I'm one of the guys that blew up. Yeah. I borrowed 
3 billion from you. You're like a bank or you're right. one of those like lending agencies. I borrowed 3 billion from you to invest in this stuff. Once I go down, you just lost 3 billion. Right. Oh, so yeah. I can't pay you. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Cuz you're right. It would be like the layman thing because and and I read that in the one article that I did look at. I told you I I tried not to read up on it too much cuz I wanted to have genuine questions while we were talking about it, but they did. They compared it to that to the housing bubble 2008, all that stuff. Um, what's crazy though, and I, and I don't want you to forget where you're at though. What's crazy is these dates you're giving are like so close together. Super you're close. like, dude, you're, you're saying 2019, 2020, and then you're like May. And it's like, yeah, bro, May is two, May of 2022. I'm sorry. You said 2020, 2021. And then you say May. And I'm like, May is, yeah. is like five oh, months, months after two, 2021. You realize that, right? And well, May, no, I'm talking about May of 2022 that's what i'm saying yeah may 2022 is yeah. only five months after 2021 when you're telling me everything's oh, yeah. going great so anyway that's what i'm saying like people are making money feeling good and or just getting into this 2021 let's say they get in june 2021 and then come may 2022 you could be in this situation where you're like what just happened crypto yeah so to put a snap snapshot um november 2021 yeah Bitcoin was 69,000. Oh, no. Ethereum was 4,800. Yep, I remember you know? this. And that yeah. was the top. Yeah. Same thing for the stock market. Yep. Kind of everything. All these risk assets yeah. sort of were at the top yeah. in, in November 2021. Fast forward to, you know, June or May 2022. Yeah. Crypto's down 70%. You know, it's yeah. complete Armageddon. Yeah. A sign of developed mature markets is a really kind of healthy net of credit. Because credit, which is borrowing money, yeah, is kind of the the huge like tailwind behind uh, growth. You know, you think about it in like, if you buy out a company, chances are you're borrowing money to do it. When you buy a house, you're borrowing money to do it. When you're building a business, you're borrowing money to do it. Right. And so like all of this leverage and all of this credit is built up and sure. you've got this like multi-hundred billion dollar credit. Yeah kind of net and then one protocol goes down that everyone was super involved in now some funds just went bankrupt right. all the people that they borrowed money billions from right. won't be repaid right and so now they have to recall other people that they lent money to right. and ask for their money back now yeah. they're bankrupt it's like this whole waterfall sure. and so it kind of all started from Luna and Luna Terra. And so I want to be very clear because I keep interrupting you. I'm very aware of that. But I want to make sure I, I stay on a timeline for people who are listening that now you're going back to explaining what happened to FTX. Yeah. And okay. So we're so looking Luna. at May 2022. May 2022. Luna blew up and bottom dropped out of Luna. Yeah. Luna went to zero. Yep. And a lot of the crypto giants right. um, either lost billions yeah. or also went to zero. Sure. Um. And, you know, very, very likely that Alameda was one of them. Oh, okay. That, that was Sam's yep. kind of hedge fund. Yeah, his side project, if you will. Yeah. Sam then went out and he kind of offered to rescue crypto. He offered to bail people out. Okay. Um, looking back at it, you're like, where did all that money come from? Sure. That was our money. <laughs> yeah. That that was the user deposits. All the money that's... Yeah. So, so essentially, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. And the reason I'm trying to figure this out for myself is because I'm trying to help other people figure this out. Right. Yeah. And the, the confusions I have, 
you know, I know other people have them because when I talk to other people that think they know, yeah. they'll tell me, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's right. But anyways, so essentially what you're saying is then in a roundabout way, FTX became a, a bank that I deposited my money into. And I'm hoping that, you know, it's, it's sitting there, yeah. whether it's invested or not. My bank, FTX, yeah. went and loaned money to other people. Exactly. But it's not a bank. It's an exchange. Right. It's an exchange, right. And so, but they never claimed that they were going to be a bank. It was always an exchange. You know, you're in the stock market. They're holding your money for you or whatever. Like, and by, the, and by that you mean, and by that you mean that they weren't telling people that you're they're loaning your money out. Whereas a bank is telling you that, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. You, you put your money you. in the bank. You know you're going to get your money back, but you know your money's not sitting in their right. vault. With FTX, everyone was under the impression, even until seventy two hours before they also went bankrupt, right. that my money's here because that's what exchanges do. Yeah, it's you like don't pay, go it's like a, to Robinhood and Robinhood's not taking yeah. your money and sending it's it. It's like elsewhere. PayPal. Like you expect, like well, however much money is sitting in your PayPal, that when you come yes. back, it's sitting in your PayPal. Yes. Yeah. Um, turns out he was bailing out everyone with that money. Why? He why was, would he do that? Because it was one of those instances where, uh, if all of these other places go down. You know, and they go out of business and they're forced to sell their thousands of Bitcoin or forced to sell their thousands of ETH. The market just craters. Right. And so it's really important to keep these people afloat. Propping up the market essentially. And so you kind of notice that with with FTX. And so hidden, like on a hidden note, like no one really knew this until it came out just recently. He bailed out Alameda, his personal venture arm. Okay. Um, And... No one knows this. Everything goes fine. But that's the that's the that's the fear of this, right? Is that he he could do that and no one could know it because of what crypto is and and the and, fact it's not decentralized and regulated and all this stuff. So they they were actually really ironically they were huge proponents of regulation, mm-hmm. but not in the sense where regulate us. More so in the sense where have such a sense of regulation that no competitors can come into the space. Because mm, okay. they weren't actually a U.S. company, they were in the Bahamas. I, I read that they well, they were in Hong Kong and then they moved to the Bahamas. Hong yep. Kong moved to the Bahamas. You know, they have a completely different set of regulations. Right. Um, and so basically, they were trying their whole scheme for regulation was actually to take out competitors to make okay. it really hard for competitors to okay. compete. Okay. Um, and anyways, so you go through the whole summer and everything's fine because Sam propped, propped up the market. Up, yeah. yeah, he's like, okay, great. Uh, Sam's our savior. Yeah. Um, and then this past weekend, so not this, we're, we're getting, currently recording I'm this. Getting, uh, and it, once again, I'm interrupting. That's what I do best. Uh, I'm <laughs> getting fire festival vibes, right? This, this is no, maybe Sorry, I can no. tell if it's the way you're telling the story, which makes it really good. And, or that I'm starting to understand it because, uh, the Madoff thing was the way the, the article explained it but you you don't know what happened with Madoff you just know like he was taking people's money whatever fire festival you could just watch it and, and I'm talking about obviously the documentaries on Netflix and Hulu and whatever but you could just watch as it got worse and worse and worse and finally to where it came to a culmination so that was yeah the whole like meltdown it happened over a week right um everything but then after it's one of those things where like on the other side of it after the FTX bankruptcy yeah and you're kind of like rose tinted glasses yeah. come off and you look back at everything and you're like, there were so many red flags. Sure. Like, oh my God. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 so basically, uh 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you said co- May, you said May, summer, everything's going well. May May Tara goes down. Yep. Sam props her props around. everyone up either secretly or publicly. Yeah. Um, and then the summer, everything goes fine. September, whatever. And now we're in October okay. or like November, whatever. Yeah. Early November. Now. Yeah. Literally now. <laughs> and last week, um, so recording this on a Tuesday. So it wasn't like this weekend, but so, the one no, before, today's like, Wednesday, and, Wednesday. Yeah. Today's and he's, so, he, so he's, he's talking about like a week, 10 days ago, right? A week and a half. I was going to say a week yeah, and a half yeah, ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, on Friday, this, uh, like a, a really big, like, uh, press website. Yeah. Um, like articles, news, sure. Crypto stuff, uh, posts out a, uh, a leaked balance sheet for FTX or Alameda or something. Um, and it was leaked and they were and basically what this thing showed. Dude, was, this, this, that is fire festival vibes. Like yeah, people are seeing something's wrong and they're trying well, they to people to know. Yeah. There's, it goes around Twitter, like, cause you know, in crypto, everyone gossips like middle school girls, sure. you know, it's like if there's, and where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Yeah, for sure. And so basically you see this balance sheet and you see that actually, you know, they've got 8 billion in liabilities. Okay. And 10 billion in assets. The kicker is that all of the assets were their own tokens. Okay. And so it's kind of like having, um, you know, oh yeah, I have 10 billion in uh, assets, but it's all your own stock. Yeah. So no. it's not actually. So if we bring it back to the bank, it'd be like this bank that we put our money in. They're supposed to have our money as assets, but instead of having our money as assets, they have this like made up money that they made. Yes Basically, no? yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we took your money and we converted it into Goldman Sachs stock. Okay, right. Let's Whatever. say. And then, uh, yeah, our balance sheet is filled with that. Okay. And that was actually the collateral for all of their liabilities and sure. loans and everything. Yeah. Um, and so people kind of on Friday, they already started whispering. If the price of FTT, that's the token. Mm-hmm. Um, if the price of FTT goes down, FTX is going to be insolvent. And insolvent means you don't have the money to cover your liabilities. Sure. Um, and so tell me when you first heard that. Friday. So you heard that Friday. You heard. So some, tell me how you heard it. Just through Twitter, through all the. So you're reading and you, go, and you see that and you, what's the first thing you think? Bullshit? Half bullshit, but also. Because they're half, so big. Because they're so big. No, and I'm trying to get, because now I'm trying to get, we're past understanding it. And I hope that people understood. I tried to break it down as much as possible. I hope they did. But now we're past understanding. And now I just want, now I just want this to gossip. The first the story. Story. Yeah, yeah, this is the first part. Like, this is my story. Yeah. I hear this on Friday. Um, you know, 99% chance it's bullshit. Right. 1% chance where there's smoke, there's fire. Sure. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things where. Uh, which now, which now we're switching from fire festival to what's that movie with um, the Batman, a uh, Christian Bale. The big short. The big short, yeah. Now we're yeah. getting here because now it's getting to that day when they're starting to crash. Yeah. And so it, and the, if you haven't seen what I said, the big short, two movies, if you haven't seen either Fire Festival, which I think everyone has, or the big short, and if you're listening to a crypto conversation and haven't seen the big short, there's probably an issue there, but you definitely should go see the big short. Yeah. The big short's a great movie. Um, but yeah. So basically, Friday, you start hearing these things, and I'm already passively thinking, uh, even if there's a 1% chance of this shit happening, right. I'm getting out. Like, I, 
you get out and then you investigate and check things but, out. But I want to, I want, I want to know because if you thought you like, you could look back and say, shit, I saw that the, the smart me would get out right then. Right. But I want to know, like, that's kind of what I want to know the progression of you. It's like, you see it, you're like half bullshit, whatever. But then like, is it right away? You're like, but if this happens, I'm getting out. Or is it like you go on with your day, you see more and you're like, then I'm getting out. I didn't do anything until Sunday. Right. But I want to know what your thought was right when you first saw it. It was um, these rumors. I, I, I these think rumors more I'm trying to bad. figure out is how serious you took it. And not what your thought was, how serious. You I took never it. thought they would blow up. Okay. No one thought it right yeah. until the day of, yeah. until they announced it. And then everyone's like, what just happened? So do you feel stupid now not thinking more on no, Friday? No, I think, I think based on the information everyone had, yeah, it was seemingly impossible. Like no one could come. Which is fine. Which is fine. I'm not sitting here saying you're an idiot. I, well, I want to know, like, do you think you're an idiot? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You already said no. Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> Basically. Like, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Right? You, you look at it and it was... Y- I, I played I thought I thought I played my hand like it was dealt. Yeah. Um and you still did you lost, but you still did well. For a little I got ninety percent out. Yeah, yeah. Um and so So anyways, Friday happens and I, I, I'm responsible for interrupting and also bringing <laughs> you back. Um so Friday happens, you're like, eh, I don't know what's going on. So what happened Saturday? What brings you to Sunday? Saturday, the biggest exchange in the world, Binance. Once again interrupting. What's important about this is that if this was normal stocks, there's nothing you can do. Friday afternoon, the Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, and nine times out of ten, for me at least, in my stuff, some like other people are do are able to do stuff that the guy sitting in his basement isn't able to do probably, and I'm effed by Monday. Like you, you were able to save yourself on Sunday, which I know crypto, everyone can do something, but but all the same. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, basically, um, Saturday the. Biggest uh, exchange, Binance. Mm-hmm. Uh, their CEO says that they're going to be selling all of their stake, all of their because uh, they had five hundred eighty million dollars of okay. FTT tokens. And so the hard part for that, because you, while we were in the car, you were telling me numbers, and it's like the crypto idea blew up so big that numbers, like to a normal person, I feel like, and I may be speaking for only myself but i feel like other people feel like i feel a number doesn't help us because we're like okay well people went from investing a thousand dollars to having 24 million right so like help us quantify what 580 million is in that market um like you can say really big it's such an impactful amount yeah where to to zoom out this is what we know right there's a leaked balance sheet that says that all of their assets are in FTT. Right. All of their collateral is in FTT. Which, when we take back to the idiot, con- the idiot thought of yourself, that's the like the hindsight one where you're like, "Fuck!" If I see that, I should know better. My worst case scenario at the time when I saw it, it was they've got the money. It just might not be on hand. They have to move some stuff around. Okay, okay. but it, the money's there. Sure. Um, but basically, this the the rival CEO says. We're gonna come here and we're we're just gonna dump this shit. So he's smart as shit. It was like, yeah, it was a chess move. Yeah. It was like we're we're gonna dump this shit. because it, because here's the other thing. Like, say you're the first one to pull it out, and you're wrong, right? So they ended up taking they ended up taking the huge hit. Uh, Five hundred eighty million dollars is such a large amount that yeah. they could destroy 
FTT. Right. In terms of Binance's actual balance sheet, they have 70 billion. So the no, 600 no, million. No, I'm not talking about him yeah. being hit. What I'm saying for him is yeah, no, 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 it's not gonna crash his thing. But but as an if you're an investor and you're pulling out of investments, you know, that you're not sure you should be pulling out of that that could be an issue too, right? Or no? Like, um, or or is it like, oh, he can pull it out, leave it, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Is that what you It mean? was more so the way he framed it at the time was, you know, this is a different exchange. We were kind of having this, uh, you know, this this is really funny. The thing that started it was Sam actually chirped. Uh, the Binance guy's name is CZ. Right. He chirped him. Uh, it was something about him not being allowed to go to Washington because he's close to the... Who, who? CZ or Sam? Yeah, Sam made a joke on Twitter about CZ not being able to go to Washington like because he's, he's able close. Because he is, you yeah, know, and he's yeah. meeting with all these congressmen because CZ is close to the Chinese party. And right, stuff. exactly. Um, he is Chinese, by the way. I, I saw yeah. him. I wouldn't know that unless I just read that article. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, the tweet was something along the lines of, would love to have him come and talk about regulation. Oh, he's allowed in Washington, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. The next day he's like, okay, you know, we're making the business decision to divest from you guys. Like we're just going to go our own route because FTX and Binance kind of had these different paths that they were sure. going down and Binance decided we don't want to have equity in you guys anymore. Okay. And that's a fair business decision. It's like, yeah. Uh, in retrospect, that caused, that was the first domino. Right. Um, and they knew it too. Who knew it? CZ and Binance oh, okay. knew what FTX was doing. Okay. In terms of lend- lending to people, sure. moving money around. They knew it. Yeah. Um, and they said, we wanted to divest from you guys. We're right. done. Now, we know all their assets are in FTT. And if the price of this goes down, they're in trouble. This is what caused the price to go down. Okay. Um, and so the price kept going down, down, down. Everyone got worried. And and give us once again quantify it for us down from what to what and they can be roundabout numbers. I but. think it went from about thirty down to twenty five. So it's about a twenty fifteen percent. Yeah. So I it mean went down fifteen percent really quickly. And once again, like for people who don't trade, like it's you know it you don't understand how big that is when if you had a hundred dollars sitting on the table, someone just took fifteen of it for nothing. Like you didn't get anything back for your fifteen. You just lost. 15%. Yeah, 15% yeah. sort of gone because everyone was trying to either front run or right. reacting to CZ saying right. he's out. Which happens a lot in stocks. Like yeah. good news happens and people are, get scared. And when just... it was around 24, Caroline, who is the CEO of Alameda, okay. said, we will buy your full, your full stake for 22. Um, she told CZ, we will buy 130 million of these things for 22. So okay. for, um, she said, you basically said, you know what, rather than taking this to the market and hurting us, right. we'll buy it. For, we'll buy, we'll buy the full block for you from 22. Sure. They did that to defend the price. Right. Obviously they never had the money. Right. Exactly. They, as we, they're already fucking as we, broke as the balance sheet said, they needed to defend the price. Right. It right. was like, if, if, if this thing goes under 22 bucks, right. Organically we're fucked. Right. So they said, we'll buy it all for, Right. For 22, this and is it was a just movie. to defend. It this was just to defend the yeah. price because their life's literally defended right. exactly. on that line in the sand. Right. Um eventually uh CZ said, No, like I'm taking I'm taking this to the market, I'm just hitting this yeah. over and over and over. And eventually 22, that floor fell, 
and then it basically just teleported down to 14. But how fast? Three hours. Okay. It went down 50%. Okay. It was just teleported. Literally, yeah. you're like, oh my God, like that yeah. was the line in the sand. Um, which, which is funny because if someone watched that happen, if you're you're sitting there with your money in it, you watch that happen. You're literally like, it's over. What the yeah. fuck? Oh, it's over. And 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 I, the only reason I know that is because I've you know I've been on both sides of some company that reported bad earnings in their like Facebook when it went down however much in a day. Yeah. So it's the same thing, but or no, it went down however much in like thirty minutes after they reported it. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's too fast to react. Yeah. Um, and and basically, uh. So now going, we're going to rewind uh, back to when FTT was around 26-ish. Okay. This is when the 22 floor was still set. Right. Um, that's when I decided, fuck this shit. Right. Like, I'm getting out. Right. And I open up. This was Sunday. This was Sunday night. Yeah. I try to pull my money out and everything yeah. is just pending, 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 right. pending. I'm like. And so what? once again, explain why does that happen? Basically, what the reason that happened was because the wallets in FTX, like the FTX yeah. exchange wallet, right. didn't have enough money in it for me to pull out. So, so I was pending until that amount of money came in. So my thought would have been that because everyone's trying to do it at the same time, well, that would be part of it too, right? That too. Yeah. yeah. You're just kind of putting this line basically yeah. and it's first in, first out. Yeah. Um, like trying to buy tickets to a concert when exactly, the first really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so basically, I end up looking, I'm trying to pull out this, like a, a US dot, like a, like I'm trying to pull out dollars. Yeah. I look at the, the FTX exchange wallet because it is decentralized, yeah. sort of like the blockchain, whatever. Um, I'm looking at the exchange holdings. The wallet's worth $4 billion across all its assets. Okay. It doesn't have more than $80,000 of cash in it. I'm like... Oh my God. But this is when, this is when in you trying to pull out, like this is Sunday night is when you're starting to pull out. I'm trying to pull out like mid six figures as a starter. Okay. Like, let's say I'm trying to pull out 500,000. Right. That's me. And everyone else also is trying to right. pull out and they only have 80,000 total in there. And you're like, geez. Okay. This but you, said, but you said you got some. I kept just, and because I'm so hopeless, I call up all my buddies who are also in the crypto right. space. Um, Cause we're all trying to get our money out. Right. You're sick at this point. Yeah. I'm like, what? I thought it was over. Yeah. Um, we just stare at the exchange wallet, the transactions coming in and out. Okay. We noticed that there's this one thing called USDC. It's like a digital dollar okay. sort of thing. Um, every 30 minutes or so, there was between 15 and $30 million coming into FTX. But this is you. So what's crazy about this is, like I said, I actually was joking about it when I was talking about, like, if this was like a normal stock, you can't do anything over the weekend. Like, your normal person can't do that. Can't, doesn't know how to do this. Hopeless. Yeah, their money's just gone. We're looking like into the blockchain to see what right. assets are coming in when and right. trying to take out that. Because yeah. we, noticed, we noticed everything else that we were trying to pull out. Right. It's dry and there's no right. inflows. Okay. This one other thing, there's inflows of like 15 to $30 million. Where do you think that's coming minutes. from? That was coming from Alameda realizing that their shit's fucked. And, bring, and they just started selling all money. their books to get okay. dollars to send back to FTX. Because okay. yeah. if people got the sense that they couldn't withdraw, yeah. it would have been pandemonium. Right. Which it, well, And so up, they tried to ended delay. Ended up being anyways. 
ended up being right. once they couldn't keep the gig up. Right. So at least Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, they were able to just keep selling other right. stuff to send to get dollars to send back to the exchange for people to pull out. And so, so it managed to pull out a lot. Most people were on Sunday. By Monday, it was it was over. So Monday they they weren't pending anything. And Tuesday morning they made the announcement. Tuesday morning is yesterday, people. Oh no no, oh, that's last, Tuesday, week, last okay. week. Okay, yeah. Mon- by Monday everything was pending. Yeah. But like unofficially like pending. Yeah. By Tuesday morning, six a.m., they said withdrawals are off. Monday, Monday, everything's pending. But did any of those go through? No. Okay. And Only so- in you look back at it. You look back at the the tape. Yeah. The, only insiders were able. Yeah, to Yeah, and out. so exactly what I said. Me, I, I, my money would have been gone. Other thing, um, that's interesting. Hold on, I want to make sure. Let's get a message over there. Hold on. I'm making sure it's still recording. Sorry. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is, okay, so someone like Binance that started that said they were going to pull all theirs out. Did they get, do they get all theirs out? They got some, the way you move a huge position like that is you run what's called a TWAP, like a time weighted average price. It basically means I'm going to sell a hundred grand of this every 30 seconds. Okay. And you just ride, ride it down. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the only way that you're able to get out. And so they were, they were doing that the whole weekend. Right. Um, they were getting out as much as they can. Again, it was more of like a political decision for them. Sure. Um, a lot of, like I said, across their sixty billion, yeah, six hundred million, like, yeah, no, I mean, they, they could have made a political it. statement and said, yeah. "Screw you guys!" Like, yeah. we'll we'll send this to zero, which is yeah. basically what they were saying. Sure. Um, withdrawals were off on Tuesday, and so hold on. Why do they do that? Is it, is it because to me, maybe I'm missing something. It sounds like the CEO of Binance gets upset over a tweet and then decides to do it. Do, so do they do it because of the the leaked sheet or do they do it because of the tweet? Turns out they knew the whole time oh, okay. that that Sam and FTX were pretty bad actors. Sure. Um, they kind of knew that the whole time. And it was when... Um, it was basically once they start, once he made that tweet, yeah. which was disrespectful. Yeah. And once it was shown that they were working really hard in Congress to hurt Binance, yeah. that he said, okay, we got to kill these guys. Yeah. Okay. And he hoped, he hoped the damage wouldn't, he said, it, it sucks. It ended up being this way. Yeah. But I'm not the bad guy. The right. bad guy is the guy who stole your money. Right. Exactly. So that, that gives us that. So now, the question is what happens now, which we don't know yet. What's well, going to so, happen? Well, so. so this was, right? The rumors and the smoke is on Friday. Right. Over the weekend, Binance says they're selling FTT. Right. The price goes down. Monday withdrawals end. Tuesday withdrawals officially end, which means there's total panic. Right. And everyone's reporting on this. Tuesday after, Tuesday morning-ish, whatever. Yeah. Um. Sam tweets out, Binance is going to buy us. Binance was signed a non-binding agreement right. to buy all of FTX. That's crazy. 
I mean, to put this into analogy, it's like JP Morgan buying Goldman Sachs. But why would Binance want to do that? Uh, to kind of plug the hole. Oh, because they're going to start getting screwed too everywhere else. The entire crypto industry was took a huge hit, almost okay. like I would say three to five years sent back in terms of public <laughs> trust and everything because of what happened. Ten, Nearly $10 billion of customer deposits were were, were gone. Were, were $10 billion? Yeah. Okay. So what's interesting about this is Binance starts this. So to me, it sounds like, and you're going to clarify, to me, it sounds like Binance starts this. And then after it like plays out, like the, a chess they're, move to they're acquire like, that. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. You, so do you think they did it strategically? Most people, when that happened, yeah. when, when the announcement was made to buy FTX, right. they thought, wow. I mean, he hurt them to the point we're getting weak and now he acquired them. That would make it so Binance, between Binance and FTX and stuff, yeah. would would have controlled over 50% of the volume in okay. crypto, which is crazy monopoly. Crazy. Yeah. By the next day, Binance calls the deal off because they looked at the right. They looked at the balance sheets. They sent their guys sure, in yeah. to do the deal. As they should. They walked out within the first day. They're like, this is a pile of shit on fire. Right. We can't plug this. These are terrible investments. The entire balance sheet was actually just these super illiquid tokens that FTX had made up. Right. Uh, and then propped up. It was something where, let's say I'm holding... A good example of this is they had this one thing called maps. Okay. Okay. Um, they were holding, let's say, a billion of these things. Okay. Yeah. But only a hundred grand of these things were circulating in the market. And so it only took, you know, a very little amount of money, let's say $2 million right. to bring the price of this thing up to five bucks. Okay. And if you're holding a billion of these on your balance right, sheet, sure. you now have five billion on your balance sure, sheet. Yeah. Great. You can't sell more than a hundred grand. Right. So it's like it was a fake balance sheet exactly. propped up by user funds. For sure. By, you know, it was it was like basically a huge scam. That's crazy. It was it was really, really so crazy. One thing, me being a uh pessimist. Wait, and then sorry. Yeah, just, to, just so we can finish See, the story. See, look at you getting in the interrupting Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally. I've had enough. <laughs> so this was on Wednesday. They walked out. Thursday, it looks like chaos. They're like, yeah. okay, it's hopeless. Okay. FTX is hitting up Silicon Valley. Because Silicon Valley, I mean, Sequoia, all these huge VCs and right. hedge funds lost hundreds of millions of in, either investments or holdings in FTX. Right, sure. And so now they're coming back to those guys. They're like, we're trying to raise a couple billion to bail this out. Right. No one's touching it. Yeah. Like, um, and everyone's money is kind of And dude, you're stuck. you're talking about stuff that's happening so fast. Everyone's money is stuck, but right. they still have a couple hundred million right. on the exchanges. Sure. The problem is they needed to pay out 10 billion. Right, exactly. So they don't have 10 billion. So they kind of just paused everything at like 600 million or so. Yeah, They're sure. like, okay, we're just gonna sit on this, pause it. There's supposed to be they they filed for bankruptcy. There's supposed to be liquidators that come in and unwind right. your sheet and pay so out proportions whoever, to people. Yeah. Friday night, they get hacked. Someone drains 600 mil. Sounds like Sam drained 600 mil. Sam gets stuck on a... They hold Sam in the Bahamas, but all the Alameda people already made it to Hong Kong and they're trying to get to Dubai where there's no extradition. 
You're like, what the hell just happened? Oh, well, six hundred million went to, is going to Dubai. Is yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, the you start. I started getting these texts. Delete FTX the app. Change all your passwords. If you opened up the FTX app, it would have forced an auto update, which was a Trojan horse. Okay. And they get access to everything. And so at that point, you should just assume if you went on FTX, if you had the app. But that just sounds, that's, sound, who, where is that text coming from? Um, Like same thing, Twitter and all of these Telegram channels. Everyone's okay. saying, delete that app. Do not open but it. But do you actually Scrap think it was it. hacked or do you think they it was said hacked. that? It was hacked. But how can you prove it was hacked? It wasn't just them saying that and taking your money. Because people who did open the app had their money taken from them. From where? From somewhere from else? From FTX. Anyone with a linked bank account in there oh, had with they they bro, started doing these. That sounds draws. like that sounds like they just said it, it to do that. Stupid. It sounds like they said it to do that. that you, mean? you don't know what I mean? So like, okay, they're reeling, right? And they're like, how can we just get as much money? Man, dude, this is Fire Festival. They're like, how much money can we get? Like, how are we going to get money to just go hide away, right? So they say, they make a statement that says, our thing's been hacked. Be careful with your stuff while they're the ones doing it. Oh, it could be that. It could you also even think just about be... That? No, I, I, I did assume that most of the hacked funds were pulled from them. Right. But I think uh, I also thought, you know, seemingly these guys aren't one because they have your bank account info. They can just go do it. The FTX people can just go do it. Yeah. If it's them, they could just go take your money. So the top inside turns out from the whole organization, no one knew about this thing. No one knew about the back door between Alameda except for five people. Right. Sure. Just the, the top three at FTX and the top two at Alameda. Sure. Those are the only ones who knew this. Everyone else down the line, they fully bought into it. They were like, fire festival. And they were taking their bonuses in FTT. They kept all their money on FTX. They're like, this can't go down. Yeah. Yeah, until it does. Yeah. And now by the time it goes down, it's too late. Yeah. And so now there's someone on on chain you see like on all these blockchain yeah. kind of scanners and stuff. Uh, he's already marked as like the FTX exploiter. Okay. He's got 600 mil. It's a good, it's a good, you know, you Jeez. can run away with that. <laughs> Jeez. You could hit, you could, you could live comfortably on 600 mil. Sam is still currently as, as the time we're speaking, still, still kind of held in the Bahamas. Right. But the U.S. is asking for him to Be sent answer some questions. Yeah. Um, Caroline and whoever could make it out to Hong Kong is out there now. Um, and then they're trying to make it to Dubai. And this guy with the money, they're still active. They're still constantly selling the the 600 mil that they sold. Right. Because it was 600 million in assets. Sure. So now they're trying to wash that into dollars yeah. and, and get rid of it. But it was, it was just such a mess. This all happened in a week. Yeah, it was, went from smoke. So it went from smoke on Friday, withdrawals halted on Monday, uh, deal failed on Wednesday, bankruptcy Thursday, hacked six hundred million on Friday. I'm One not, week, I'm not letting like, you tell me hacked. I need proof that they were hacked. Uh, I'm saying they did it. They, I know they yeah, did it. Yeah, I, I think so too. The word everyone's using is hacked, but. The second that happened, I deleted all my apps. Oh, that's like so convenient. Changed all my that's, passwords. That's, uh, that's yes. Tom Brady. I smashed. Oh, I already deposed, uh, disposed of that phone when they were doing yeah. Deflategate is what that is. Yeah, it looks really convenient. It is what it is. But that yeah. that's the whole shit. Show. Well, dude, that, that you know, this has actually already been pretty long. Let me, let me, I, it's because you're interrupting me all I, the time. No, it's because I'm good at that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh... 
Was it, was it a, we're not too long. We're good. Was it, was it a good description? We're, we're, we're out, but that's what I was about. If, if you let me do my show, I'll do my show. Go, go, go on and do the show. <laughs> Bro, that's amazing. That's so amazing. What I want to do is have another one after, you know, two or three weeks. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the and I, and I also want to hear about like what your plan of action is now moving forward because I, I know you're in other stuff. But but since we're already an hour into this one, um, I think that's so dope. The, the the just I feel like I understand more, right? And so that is a big thing. And and this is one part of you know the industry of trading, right? Crypto, right? And so this this is only important right now because of what just happened. But what I think more conversations we can have is helping people understand more about trading, just in general. It being day trading and or um, and or you know swing trading or long term investing yeah. in that stuff. I know you don't do all those things very often, but but everyone has so many questions on it. It's so funny. I got into it. I literally got into it because I knew nothing about it. And I'm such a nerd that I'm like, I don't want to know a little bit. I want to know everything. And which then when you learn more, you're like, oh, well, I can throw a little money in. But I think that's where I want to take this conversation. But I, I appreciate it so much. The, you know, obviously taking the time, but um, the ability to break it down on the most simplest level. Yeah, I, totally. I, There's a lot more details, obviously, yeah. that, that I saved out probably like nerdy details no, which, and I know oh, that. wow that that's you know I, I know that yeah we've seen that wallet around but you know that this stuff's far from over yeah. the way that these it's called like uh contagion like it's uh that's the, the term it's means like sickness yeah but really what it means is like when you go bankrupt um how that affects other people Everyone, yeah, how fair. that spreads right and that's why i said like 2 3 weeks from now that it'll be great to look back you know ever since ftx um there's already started to be like rumors and bank runs on some other exchanges because sure. kind of no one really knew right if FTX was fucked. Yeah. How's all the other people who were a little bit more sketchy. Right. Um, and so even, even up until this morning, uh, like Gemini and Genesis, which are huge ones said that they're, they're, they're also pausing withdrawals until they get their money. Yeah, because who who's going to see that and not say, I need to go get my money, even though I have money there. Um, yeah, yeah like, all, I mean, Crypto.com a couple of days yeah. ago also said, you know, we're we're in trouble. Basically, it, it's just this whole thing where you won't see the, sh the shake out of this for, for weeks until this, until people start unwinding positions and unwinding balance sheets and yeah. unwinding all this other stuff. Well, I want to end this with you telling us like well how do you feel now like right this second you know obviously you lost money which is never good right but like personally are you ner nervous for the whole industry since that's kind of what you do or are you like um i would say uh you can also go trade equities too like if, if yeah, comes to stuff, yeah. So. and so my tip when you ever get a huge loss yeah one that really rattles you is like take a break and, th yeah. and that happened to me last thursday really it was yeah. like the first time in over a year where yeah. i like sort of had like a mental breakdown sure. we're finally because what day did i see you i saw you I, on wednesday was it wednesday because so i was, was like the next night because looking back once again hindsight being 2020 like when you told me i could tell you were like troubled about it and i probably should have like put more weight into like bro well, you so good the whole thing but, is like we said like the way this story was developing, yeah, it was every time you refresh Twitter, yeah, there was a new aspect to okay, it. Sure. Um, and so for though for like a seventy-two hour stretch, 
I had only slept like seven hours Jeez. and was on Twitter for 15 hours a day. Yeah. Across three straight days. Sure. And constantly refreshing. And so right. basically, once you come down off of that, right, you sort of just like are wiped. Yeah. Um, and so and I've taken a lot of big trading losses before. This is my single biggest loss sure. in like an instant period. Um, and sort of the number one tip is to just get back to flat. Like if you have yeah. positions on that you're trying yeah. sell them all, right. go back to cash. Because you're probably not going to make the most, but the best decisions after. You'll actually really. make the worst. Decisions. Right. Exactly. You'll try to, you you're, you feel the pressure to make it all back. Sure. Uh, you feel stressed. That's, that's great advice. Just go back to cash yeah. and chill out. Yeah. Uh, like make sure like safety first. Like if yeah. you, if, it, if it's on a sketchy exchange, whatever, yeah. pull it out, whatever. Yeah. Get to cash, chill out. And right. so I took the week. I took usually I have like a twenty-four hour rule where I either if I'm like really happy or really sad about yeah. something, twenty-four hours to process. After that, no trading. You mean twenty-four hours of no trading, or what yeah, does that mean? Just, yeah, yeah. Let, let's say even if I'm, let's say if I just hit this huge home run, right. no trading, twenty-four hours. Go celebrate. After that, you can't change it. It won't affect anything future. Move on. Well, Same that's thing what, with the sad thing. Well, that's what I was asking. What is twenty-four hour? Like yeah, chill. 24 hours where I didn't even look. Oh, oh, my bad. No, you're good. I didn't even look at Twitter. Uh, and just played video games and basketball. Like okay, I was hanging man. out with buddies. Like, yeah. didn't put a single second. So that's when I saw you in that 24 hours. Probably. Uh, no, 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 because this was Thursday, Friday, like this past okay. weekend. Didn't look at anything. Yeah, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. divorcing this for like at least two days. Sure, that's what I did, and I recommend it to everyone. If you're like feeling overwhelmed, whatever. Make it so you can't get hurt. Like yeah. go to cash. Yeah. And then go go cry about it or something. Yeah. Like yeah, just sure. do something. Yeah. But don't make any decisions that you can't take back. Sure. Like don't try to trade and make it and all back. More... Yeah. Don't or keep spend... the streak going. The, what is important about what you said was even when you win big, you still chill because you're gonna have the tendency to do something big and give it all back. Yeah, or end up giving it all back. You don't want to, but you will. Um, yeah, nine times out of ten. So that's a that's a great and and that's the kind of stuff I do want to talk about moving forward. Is is like I, you're young, and I know you. You know, you would probably you you don't have all the experience just because of time as some other traders. But I think what's valuable about that is there's a lot of people who were like me that don't know a lot, right? And so you know, having a fresher perspective on, especially today's trading, which is funny because I started trading like September of last year, right? And like even today versus then is a total different, different trading regime. Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I could, regime. I couldn't, oh, I don't know, one or the other. I, I was almost going to say like, well, you can't, you couldn't trade today how I was then. I'll put it that way. You can't, you'd be using the same technique Yeah. in, no, in those, they, so. Yeah, the market will will keep rotating and, yeah. and you got to adapt. But it's all about the mentals, sure. especially if you're the one kind of making as opposed to like algorithmic stuff yeah. and like computers. If, if you're a human and you're doing the clicking, like your edges between your ears. Right. And so you got to make sure that you're you're straight up there right. at all times. And so if you're upset about something or if you, even if you're euphoric about something, yeah. uh, you got to flatten up and, yeah. and chill out. And so I recommend that to everybody. Um, that's how I handled it. And kind of like moving forward, um, the most important thing uh, is to like as as a as, as a trader, your job is to manage risk. Sure, sort of. Yeah, first, uh, let me sort of. <laughs> that, that's the yeah, whole job. Yeah, yeah. Your, your job yeah. is to manage risk, and so um, 
that means always keep like have enough to keep your head above the water sure. never lose it all in right. one thing yeah so playing it extra safe especially in, in periods like this like there's always another trade sure there. yeah like, there, there's always going to be more money to be made and so For don't sure. get too caught up in what's happening short term especially if you feel like you can't handle it right um the worst thing is like you feel like you can't handle it but you're not sure if you'll have another chance to so you try mm -hmm. you'll lose it all for sure so chill out that's what i'm doing right now like i haven't made a trade sitting in cash yeah. watching this shit show unfold and then once it's safer like well and there may become it. a trade from it a trade may come from the shit show yeah and so you i i think that's also some advice and we'll get to that later and i think you have to be a trader to understand a, a little bit of what i'm saying but um because it's crazy it's going to create an opportunity that uh, an easier opportunity um the best opportunities in trading are the ones that feel like chores yeah it's like uh and like the best and by that i mean the ones which are such screaming opportunities that you feel like you have to do it yeah you know what i mean it's For like sure. you'd rather be hooping or something yeah but you but, gotta sit down it's like oh my god like yeah, yeah. I, I can't miss this yeah yeah and for so sure. th those are the ones that if you, otherwise if you're sitting and you're waiting you're, you're probably forcing, gonna forcing uh, it yeah it's it's the ones that feel like chores like yeah i just have to do this for sure those well, are the ones that, that you find the best for sure best i'm gonna cut you off because I, I don't want us to go into stuff that i want to use later so okay. nonetheless love this dude appreciate you know, the time yeah totally you know where to find me if you yeah. ever uh if you ever need another podcast no we are I, I, i'm down if you are for sure yeah, yeah, so yeah. all right that's it uh name change podcast uh say your name because i can never say your last name right zahavi zahavi tal zahavi 